What is up? Um, it's been a minute. Uh, got a bunch of things in order. Got a bunch of dope guests coming up, man, for the um, Cleaning Circle podcast. Um, first and foremost, man, we have the man, the myth, the legend, Mr. Brandon Allen uh, on uh, today's episode. Dude, this was a super, super fun one, man. We literally talked about everything. There was really no stone left unturned. Um, I think you guys are going to enjoy this one. This was probably hands down the most entertaining podcast I've done thus far. Dude, Brandon's a, he's a, he's a riot, man. He's a hoot. And I mean, we, we talk about it all. So it's, it's, uh, it's gonna be a lot of fun, man. I, I'm pretty sure you guys are going to enjoy this one because dude, I was dying. Um, the guy's an open book and there's something to say about somebody that's willing to be that transparent and just let you just, you know, see who they are and willing to tell you whatever you want to hear. Um, you know, because a lot of people, they'll, they'll shield you from a lot of stuff. They won't tell you what you really want to hear. And we, we touched on everything, man, from, I mean, uh, from lifting, uh, the, the traveling, being an elite lifter. We even took it back to the current. We talked about his most recent injury and, uh, I mean, in a lot of other really, really juicy stuff, man. So I think you guys will enjoy this one, man. Uh, so sit back, relax. You know what? Enjoy this one. This is the corner of the circle. I don't even know, like, I, I don't even, I know, I'll just give you a little intro, and we'll just, we'll just chat it up, man, that's pretty much it, I mean, I, it's not formal at all, dude, I don't, whatever, I, it's, it's like, people I like, pretty much it's people I like, people I want to know about, and, right. yeah, that's pretty much it, dude, this, this is actually me being selfish, just want to talk to whomever, um, yeah, yeah. no, it was, it was good, all right, man, well, we have the man, the myth, the legend, Mr. Brandon Allen, um, he can bench it all. He can squat it all. He can deadlift it all. He's the owner of Filthy Power up there in uh, Las Vegas, Nevada. Uh, you're a Cali boy, yeah? Yes, sir. What's going on, Ellis? Yeah. Thanks for having me on. Thanks, man. Thanks. Like, this, is, this, is, this is huge for me, man. I'm, this, is, uh, this is definitely uh, one that I've been wanting to do, man. And I just, like I said, I, uh, I don't have a lot of faves out there. You know what I mean? But you're definitely one of my faves. Um, pretty much, I'm like, I think if. If they're over, you know, 285, they're pretty much like my type guys. Like I don't really do a lot of smaller, smaller guys. Like all my, all the big dudes are using my favorites because I can't do the weight you guys do. So that's always awesome, right man. So yeah, man. Um, I met, I met you what, like fuck, five years ago or something. Yeah, do like, we met at the, ago, um, at the, uh, the Olympia? Your, no, it was at. No, a, it was oh, before. I I met you at the gym. Yeah, it was at the gym before. Yeah, it was Dominate like your game. Yeah, damn, that's right. And oh, then uh, fast forward a couple years later, like you had uh, when you opened your gym, we went back up again. That's great. I, I forgot about that. I remember you came in and they're like, "Dude, this little black dude can bench like 500." And I was like, "No fucking way!" <laughs> I saw you. Yeah, and, uh, yeah, yeah. I saw you bench, and yeah, you benched a lot. I was pretty dude, impressed. Crazy. Like, yeah, I was getting ready for. I was getting ready for my my uh, my world championship. Yeah. Damn, that's, that's crazy. Right. That's crazy, yeah. man. And. That's, I was, and then I was sick of driving to that gym. It was like an hour and 20 minutes one way every day. And that's when my wife opened up our gym on the, our side of town. Yeah, man. Business is booming. Yeah. Hell and yeah. the bench that I had at that gym, I actually have now at Filthy. No way. <laughs> that's dope, man. So, so these things are good, dude. Things sound like they're good, man. Yeah, good. things have been good. Uh so I guess I'll just talk about myself a little bit. I'm sure yeah. not all your listeners know who I am, because um, I'm on the uh, the dark side. The Get USBA the <laughs> side so uh, I'm a juicy lifter. Um, I compete in both raw and classic raw, which is uh, just with wraps or without wraps. Um, I'm uh, I guess I'm kind of known for always walking out my squats, even in the big mono monolith oh, meets. Yeah. I, I've always walked out my squats. Recently hit a thousand and eight squat in Australia. Um, that was a pretty cool moment for me, uh, being the only one in the whole competition that walked out the squat. 
And then uh, came down third deadlift, missed, and I ended up taking third place instead of winning it. But um, I've uh, the last two big meets I've done, I've taken un- kind of unrealistic deadlift attempts, just you know, kind of swinging for the fences. And I got real close on both of them, which is uh, pretty crazy. Yeah. But uh, it's always because of a lift I missed. And the last two meets I've had bench issues. But um, you know, beyond, beyond all that, I'm sure you've seen it on the internet recently. I uh, snapped my quad tendon uh, squatting yeah. the other day. Yes, yeah, on uh, Friday, and uh, yeah, this is an injury that's existed pre Australia, pre um, Big Dog Street. So uh, I think it was just a matter of time that it gave out. So I guess so. You're just on the mend right now, and uh, so what? The, the 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 upcoming meet was going to be Kern. Yeah, Kern was the. The meet coming up, and currently no one has ever squatted a thousand or pulled nine hundred in the same meet. Yeah. That applies for raw, you know, single ply, classic raw, you know, all the categories. Yeah. And um, yeah, I'd like to think I had uh probably the best shot at it. Oh yeah, you know, without a doubt. Obviously, anything could anything could go wrong on meet day, you know. But uh, I would say I had probably I had a pretty good shot at it happening coming up here at Kern. And oh yeah. Unfortunately, I uh, you know, with a relatively easy squat for me in training. That quad tenant just snapped, so I go into surgery on Wednesday. Jeez, how long are you gonna be out? Like, by six months, four months? I don't know. It says it takes a normal person three months to start being full range of motion in the leg. Oh, word. training again. And I'd like to think I heal a little on the faster side, yeah. so maybe shorter than that, maybe like eight weeks or that'd so. That'd be, dude, that we'll would see. be nice. That'd be nice. I mean, I mean, it's one of those things where, I mean, you know, it's, your body's going to go at its own pace. So, you know, it's kind of, it kind of is what it is, man. So, um, yeah, cause like, I think, you know, most of the people that, that follow me, you know, I'm, I, you know, we have a, we have a little bit of crossover, but I mean, most people that, that, that follow me know, like when it comes to big dudes, man, you know, I mean, I mean, I'm not necessarily overly critical. I mean, cause I feel like every big dude that I like that I follow just you guys all have like these massive squats, you know, and you have these massive pulls and it's just kind of like, you know, some have, you know, some have decent benches, some have good benches, and, you know, a lot of them don't in comparison to their squats and their deads. Um, you have one of the, the more, uh, the more solid benches. You're like one of the more solid benchers. Um, the last, I, I know over the last shit, I want to say last like, year or two, it, your bench is really like taken off, man. It's like crazy, you know, so. Uh, I've been knocking on the door of 600 for a while now, but. Yeah. Uh, it just seems the heavier my squat gets, the harder it is the bench. You yeah. Know what I mean, so um, I've uh, at Kern last year, I uh, I hit five seventy nine, but got a downward motion call, which you know after watching video and everything, it was kind of a bullshit call. But Dude, it is what it is. Uh, I yeah. Get it. Yeah. I so, I watched that one a little. I watched that a couple times. Like, are you, that's what we're gonna go with? Uh, all right. Right. Bye, whatever. It was it was an odd call, but it is what it is. You know. Uh, that you know, ended up making me go for that huge deadlift attempt, the 887, yeah. which I completely locked out and everything, and I literally dropped it on the way down and rolled out of my hands and took a bunch of skin drop. with it. But it's an yeah, expensive drop. Was, it was a thirty thousand dollar drop. <laughs> thirty thousand dollar drop. <laughs> uh, I went from winning forty one thousand to winning eleven thousand, and uh, yeah, that hurt. That was a tough ride home. <laughs> That's the one you don't even say anything. You just drive like shit. I can't believe. Well, I mean, like, it was so surreal. Like, I, right as it was happening, I was like, I was like, man, I wish I could do this over again. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, before the bar even touched the ground, I was like, oh, no. Like, you know, it was just, and then it didn't really sit in. I was like, what the fuck just happened, you know? And then, uh, yeah, it didn't really sit in. And then when I got to Australia for uh, Big Dogs 3 this year, that meet, that entire meet was done in three and a half hours, which is something that. So you I didn't get a chance to breathe. For. Yeah, I wasn't prepared for it. I was 355 pounds or 360 pounds. I was heavy as fuck. And you know what I mean? I definitely wasn't ready for that. But again, you know, we all have the same circumstances. That's yeah. Why that meat is so prestigious because it's just so tough, you know. And That's, dude, that meat, like, you got to be, that literally it's the best of the best out there. Yeah, you, I mean, you have to have a 2,200-pound total just to get invited. And then, you know, or do you want to spend 10 grand or not to travel over there because yeah. that's about what it costs? And, you know, how good of a chance do you really have to win it? You know what yeah. I mean? So you have to weigh a lot of options. Right. If you don't really think you're going to win it, I don't think it's worth the trip. <laughs> no, not at all. Like, you, you could go to Australia any other, any other time just to go and hang out. But if you're going to go to and I, I feel like a lot of people, you know, the one thing I do feel like a lot of people that don't compete internationally, um, I, I don't think they understand that part. Um, 
Like people don't understand. Like I mean, like while you know we're sponsored in a lot of ways, a lot of us own our own businesses and all that stuff. At the end of the day, dude, it costs. Like there's in terms of financially, there's far more negatives than there are positives. Like you're not you you go in you go into a, a trip like that, an international trip, a big one like that, prestigious one like that, knowing that you're gonna end up in the red. You're not gonna end up making money. You know what I mean? Even no. if you won prize money, you're not gonna make any money. So yeah. I don't think people understand. Like you know, you have to take into account. You know. If you're going to win or not. So, I mean, that's a huge decision. Obviously, being able to qualify in the first place and how your body travels. People don't understand, dude, your body is wrecked from like f- from those flights, regardless if it's a 24-hour weigh-in, two-hour weigh-in. It takes you two or three days to get acclimated, you know? And I went, I went a week early. See, and that's, and that's what I started doing, man. I think I, my first my first time I went to Russia, I, I was like, oh, I'm just going to go a couple days ahead, and I was wrecked the whole time. So I was like, you know, from here on out, at least five days ahead of time, you know, and and of course, you know, I'm I'm you know I'm a you know a light heavy, so I always have to kind of watch what I eat, so I don't even get a chance to kind of like enjoy the cuisine, you know. You can't really go on, go well, out. Food and in Australia sucks. <laughs> it, yeah, it's not it's I not had, home. No, it sucks. America is where the best food is. I had such a hard time keeping on weight when I was out there. I uh, I landed there at landed at three sixty three. And then by the time we did the weigh-ins, 24 hours, 24 hours before, I was 350. And then that day I knew I needed to put down some serious calories. And then on meat day, I was just under 360. Jeez. I like guess it's just like, and then that's just, you know, and then you lose, I think like you lose, like you definitely lose a day when you go. Yeah. yeah. And, and, yeah. I, and people, I mean, the couple times I've gone, I'm just like, man, dude, where did, you know, where did my time go? Where did my day go? So yeah, yeah I, uh, it's crazy. So yeah, man. So like, like looking back on it, you know, I, I do because I talked to JP. Uh, I did a podcast with JP a while back. Um, you know, uh, yeah, um, yeah, and we talked about you know again. I don't want to necessarily bash Kern last year, but just watching it, man, and just watching like people looked super uncomfortable the whole meet. You know, the stage and was very wobbly. Yeah, um, I've only done. I've only lifted on one stage. One stage that was elevated that high before. And it felt this bouncy the whole time. And mind you, the most I did was like it was like a six seventy squat. That was it. I've never, I've never taken, I've never walked out, you know, anything over eight hundred pounds. Um, have the bar oscillating on my back, stage wobbling like I was, you know. And I remember like I watched you walk out, and I mean it was, you know, you know, you got your one step, got your two step, squared up, little shaky. You kind of let it settle, and then you, know, then you, you know, you dropped in. Um. I remember watching JP. <laughs> I remember watching JP, and I, I thought he was he took dead. Like Fifteen steps. Yeah, I was. I was literally on the side. I was like, grab him. Like, yeah, like help him. And like and the fact he was there, like I was like, dude, there's no way. I'm like sitting there watching my computer, like there's no way that he's gonna try to take this downstairs. There's no way. Like re rack it. Dunked it. Yeah, I'm like, you know what, man. And for me, I was like, yo, that's the man. Like that's a grown man right there. You know what I mean? Because like, yeah, JP's a bad dude. Dude, he's a- man. So. Yeah, he's a great subtotal guy, but he's got those fat, fat hands that can't hang on anyway. Nah, weight. man. So yeah, I, list, uh, fuck some. Jesus, man. He, so yeah, dude. There's just some. There's some monsters, man. Like y'all. Like that's the thing that I think for me, you know, as a USPA, USAPL guy, like, like it's always just it's insane. Like I guess looking at, like looking at the dark side, as you call it. Like, dude, you guys put up some stupid weight. It's it's I don't. Man, honestly, that's the part I don't think people understand. Like, you know, people go, like, oh, I'm a juicer, I'm not. I don't care. If you're moving weight, it doesn't, like, the things I don't think people understand, it doesn't matter if you're on or off. Dude, you guys are, it's, you're strong, period. You right. know what I mean? Well, and, it, and it's everyone who, in my experiences over the years, it's like guys who don't use gear don't understand what they're talking about because yeah. they don't use gear. Yeah. And then when they find, like, you know, I don't want to say finally, like, it's a goal. Like, it shouldn't be a goal for anyone to get on gear. Like, right. I don't promote using gear. Like, right. I, you know, I definitely use it. I just, um, it's not something I advocate for right. other people to use. But anyways, uh, the guys that, you know, if they never did, they, for a long time they didn't run gear. And then when they finally do and they talk to you about it, like it's not what I thought it was. Yeah. I'm like I, yeah, I know. I was like, it definitely is gonna help, but it's not the answer. It's yeah, like people turn. think it's like this magic elixir. If you're a fifteen pound or 130 pound guy, you're gonna become a hundred and fifty pound guy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You're not gonna become a three hundred plus pound guy. No. You know. But they think it's like this magic, this magic pill, this magic elixir, and then they come to find that like reality sets in. Like you know what? 
your genetics just might be trash, dude. First of all, you know what I mean? Like I can never be a NASCAR driver. Like, yeah, I'm six one, three hundred and fifty plus pounds. Like, like it's not gonna happen. Not for me. No, you know what, you know what I mean? mean. But one thing never you can do, be a horse jockey. Yeah, like one thing you will be able to do is you'll be able to move massive amounts of weight. You know what I mean? And like, right. like your worst day is better than most people's best day. Like that's the crazy part, man. The one thing I do want to touch on, dude, because I I remember when I first, I wasn't when I first met you. But it was like around like the second and third time that I seen you, like when I just, you know, come to Vegas and trained a little bit, man, um, you were like a lot bigger. And then I, I know you like, you know, like I had some health issues and stuff, man. And then you trimmed down, got super streamlined. Like talk about that a little bit. Yeah. So I used to be, you know, I used to went all this around 2016. Yeah. Or so I was around 365, 370 pounds, but um, a lot more bloated than I am now, a lot more uncomfortable, and it was a lot more forced. Yeah. Because it just wasn't that big yet. You yeah. know, this is several years ago. And uh, I was force feeding and trying to get as big as I can to put up a big number. I was chasing the, uh, at the time, it was the raw super heavyweight total. Yeah. I think it was like 2,300 at the time. Yeah. So I was pretty confident I was going to be able to break that. You know, now, you know, Big Ray Williams took that number to a whole new level. <sighs> But uh, at the time it was it was like it was twenty two ninety nine yeah. for a very long time. And uh, anyways, uh, you know I was running a lot of drugs. Um, I I kind of let people get in my ear a little bit. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've always ran my own my own programs. Like I've yeah. always I've known what works for me. Right. And, you know, and but I let someone get in my ear and you know you're big or you need more you need this you need yeah. that. And I did a bunch of compounds I wasn't familiar with. And, uh, dude, it, it, I fucked myself up pretty good. Uh, yeah. My opening squat, I was coughing up blood on the way up and all this yeah. crazy shit. And uh, basically, like, after my opener, which was a very hard struggle because I warmed up poorly and I was so out of breath starting my opener, I just wasn't ready. Anyways, I come to the back, take one look at my coach, Chad Lucy Smith, and he's like, dude, go to your hotel room. You're done. And I was like, what do you mean? And I knew what he meant because I kind of wanted it. I, that's, I was scared. Yeah. Because of how shitty I felt. But he was like, yeah, dude. He's like, go to your room. He's like, just relax. And that's what I did. I ended up, you know, obviously pulling out of that meet um, after my opening squat. And uh, I was just done, you know. And I realized I needed to make some changes. And, yeah. You know, I got off all the drugs and um, started, uh, you know, walking, you know, two, three miles every day in the mornings when I would wake up and just trying to become a more active person. Right. Mind you, at that weight, I wasn't able to walk yeah. 10 feet. You know what I mean? Damn. My lower back would be so pumped and, you know, you're just full of, you know, it's just, it's just bad, you know? So I was excited to be losing weight. I ended up cutting weight all the way down to 282 pounds yeah. or maybe 292. Yeah. In that range, it was low. Yeah, like you know, sub, you sub 300, yeah. Right. Which I hadn't been that way in many, many years. So it felt great. And then uh, I, I started getting healthy. And then I was like, you know what? I'm going to train. I'm, I'm going to do a, th- a meet in 308s. And then uh, I tore my shoulder. And then yeah. I tore my uh, super sp- or infraspinatus and teres minor. So binging. So that sucked. Another setback. And then I just kind of started getting a little bit bigger. But, you know, in a better way. Yeah. It was just, you know, it was more muscle. And then... um as starting stronger, I was getting ready for another meet, and then I tore my either the first time I tore my supra, and then the second time I tore my infraspinatus <laughs> and another spot in the shoulder. And then I was like, God, man, and that one was doing pull ups, you know, I'm like 320 <laughs> doing pull ups, yeah. And then it was like, I always did five by ten, on yeah, my, uh, secondary bench day. And on my 10th rep, on the fifth set, on the way down, it just and I knew it tore, Jeez. and I was like, fuck. So that set me back, you know, again, and then it was uh, actually LA Fit Expo last year was yeah. kind of like my comeback meet. Yeah. And I came back in at uh, 300 and like 15, 320 pounds or something like that. And I did uh, just a raw meat, uh, no wraps. And uh, I did like a real easy 855 squat or something. Like, yeah, that's easy. Um, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> ah, yeah. <laughs> I, I definitely had over 900 in me. But again, it was just trying to get my feet wet right. and get ready for Kern. And then, um, yeah, I did a pretty decent bench. I ended up meeting Dennis Cornelius did that meet together, and I t- we totaled this exact same amount. Uh, but that's with counting his five ninety fourth to tenth bench. Yeah. So I yeah. still think I beat Dennis. <laughs> <laughs> like it took me three attempts. You took you four. Oh, yeah. Dennis. And then, um, 
that got me written. That's when I started getting ready for Kern was shortly after that. Yeah. And, and then uh, at Kern, I mean, I tell you what, like, um, I didn't feel ready for that meet at all. But again, like, you never are going to feel ready. No, man. That seems like the, those are the best meets that I have, the ones that I don't feel like I'm fully prepared for. Right. I, it was weird. Like, at t- days I didn't feel ready, other days I knew I was going to win. Yeah. My confidence was yeah. <laughs> Dude. Like, some days I'm like, no, I'm, I'm not doing that meet. Like, no. Oh, my God. Too many strong people there. Dude, I, I you know what? Lifted my gym. Dude, the funny thing is, and it, it's funny because, like, me and my girl, we she, she laughs at me all the time. It, at least. Five times during prep for me, I'm like, dude, I'm not doing it. I don't even feel like doing it. Yeah, like, this is stupid. Like, like, if I have, like, and the thing is, I don't necessarily, I mean, you know, you may be like, this may not, I don't know, like, if I have a bad training day, like, and eh, nine times out of ten, I kind of shake it off, I'm, whatever, it's not that big of a deal, I mean, there'll be more. If I have two bad training days, bro, it's like, ah, I don't, do. I'm not doing it. Like, it's just, yeah. I'm not even, I might not even train for the rest of the week, I'm like, dude, I had a shitty squat day, my bench was trash. I like, if my deadlift is trash, like I, I'm telling you, dude. There's been it's times over. I'm like, dude, if, if I, I, I'll be driving, I'll call. I was like, you know what, squats and squats and bench were trash yesterday. If today, if deads, if deads are trash, I'm driving off the road. I don't care. Like it just, I'll be at, I'll be at Panda Express, like watching the the little Hispanic woman like scoop the orange chicken in the bowl and be like, man, what an easy life. Like what a great job she has. Yeah. She just has to get up, scoop orange chicken. Yeah. Like, why am I doing this shit? I'm, gonna, <laughs> I'm just gonna scoop some fucking orange chicken, dude. Just gonna chill, man. Like, and the thing is, like, and it's it's weird because I th- I always think. What gets me is if I don't financially look at how much I spent on this hobby of mine, I'm good to go. But then I'll start looking at my financials like, bro, that's, I just spent another 200 bucks on shoes. I don't even need that. I mean, I got this belt. For me, it's all food. The food bills. Oh, see, that's, I'm lucky in that respect just because one, I don't have to eat as much. And because my body, I just, I put on weight almost too easy. So it's for me. It's just always dieting, having to monitor what I'm eating, monitor what I'm eating. Like to the point that I had to get a, I had to get a nutrition coach. I never thought I'd have to get a nutrition coach. Well, that saves you money at least. Though. Yeah, it saves me a little bit of money, but the money that I save, you know, that I think I'm saving by not spending on food, I'm, I end up spending it on something stupid. Like, no, nah, I don't like these. I don't like the way these flats feel. I'm gonna get some heels. No, I don't like. You know what I mean? It's just like I'm gonna find a reason and a way to spend money on on something involving powerlifting that I don't necessarily need. But I want. I mean, because honestly, at the end of the day, I mean, you can win as much as you want to win. But it's like if you don't necessarily like, I don't feel like I look as good as I could if I don't buy these. Or I need to buy. I this. just ordered. I just ordered dildos if I get bored. <laughs> I mean, yeah. I just get like a really like elite dildo collection. Like that says something about it. that's character. Like, when you have friends over and you have like an elite dildo drawer to show them. Yeah. Like, look at these. Like wow. That's a man of class. Yeah, and again, this for me, it's like where you're like one of my favorites to follow, dude. Because like, I mean, don't get me wrong, like it's it's fun following a lot of these guys. I mean, I mean, because for the most part, most most of most most of the color the colorful people in lifting are the bigger people. Like you, the big guys are always like the funny ones. Like you don't give shit. You saying I'm black? Oh yeah, for sure. You know I mean, <laughs> you're talking than I am most times. No, but <laughs> you spend you spend more time in the desert than I do, guy. But but yeah, dude, that's a part of you that just that, that cracks me up, man. And so like I when I first started following, I'm like, ah, man, yeah, this guy, he's pretty funny. Dude, and it seems like the long I follow, like, yo, this guy is off the hook. Look at the no, no, well, watch. And it's just like, and I think the the part that, that cracked me up is when Instagram when when they introduced the stories, but your stories were like the first that would pop up on my feed. I'm like, He's like, there's something wrong with this guy. Check him. Check him out. <laughs> no, no, but babe, watch this. Watch this. So yeah, it's it makes it a lot of fun because the stories are great. It's only 24 hours. Yeah. So you can only embarrass yourself. So oh, just much yeah. Yeah. 24 hours. So and you can't post anything. Yeah, and that's and a, then uh, it goes away. Yeah, man, that's a crazy thing, dude. Because like I, I know for me, you know, it, it's it was, it's always fun, like you know, following somebody that like that, you know, you know, you look up to, you like you like the numbers and all that stuff, and then you find out like, yo, this is. This is a crazy individual that I would actually hang with if, if like, if I was near him. You know what I'm saying? You know, and I mean that's obviously it's a cool thing with social media and everything. You know, but for me, it's just like, aside from it's, you know, I, I think I have like maybe, shit, damn, it's crazy saying like, where I live at, like I have like three black friends. That's it. Like all my friends, like you know, white guys and Hispanic dudes. You know what I mean? And it's like I'm always that one black dude in the middle of the hardcore concert. 
like just throwing people around. Like that's we could, use, we could use a new black dude. Our black dude just moved on. It's like a new black dude at Chelsea. Uh, yeah. Oh, he, uh, he, he, he John Clyde. Non stereotypical thing you can ever think of. He opened up a sushi joint. Wait, you talking about John Claude? John John Luke. John Luke. That's <laughs> <laughs> the, like the most non fucking stereotypical black. That's guy. the most atypical. That and that's crazy. <laughs> that is, I would never guess that in a million years. <laughs> I'm gonna have to, I'm gonna have to message that dude. Like, first of all, I need to hook up with some sushi. Second of all, and he's got ramen noodle joints now too. He's got a bunch of them all over. That's town. crazy. So he's not lifting anymore. I think he still works out. He just doesn't train at Chelsea. He doesn't take. He doesn't like uh, lift to compete or anything. You know oh I mean? man, that's that's a, yeah. that's something, man. Like the freedom, the freedom of being able to work out and it not mean anything. Can you imagine what like, that's like? You know the the weird, the weird thing that I can't imagine. I can't imagine a day happening when I'm not when I can go work out and not train. Right. That's like remember when you used to just go like bro lift and like yeah. get a pump. When yeah, life was easy. It was like, dude, let's go fucking bench, bro. Like, like and that's it. Bench, like a heavy set, and then just accessories and machines. Hella accessories, and then try to find the like, nearest <laughs> mirror. Like, yo, they're coming through. Or, dude, look at my veins. And right. now it's like doing the dumbest little shits, like twisting your hands a certain way, just thinking like, oh, it's a whole new movement, dude. Yeah, it's revolutionary. Yeah, and like it's <laughs> and now it's just like squat bench deadlift, squat bench deadlift, yep. and. And like, and, and I'm, if it's not a squat bench or deadlift, I'm not going to waste my energy. No, like, or the part that I always laugh at myself now is like, if I do anything over a set of five, I'm like, that's considered cardio. And it's the truth. Well, yeah, my weight, sets of five, you're even rough. But I mean, <laughs> I have, in my off seasons, I've had hit some crazy AMRAP squats and some big mm. sets, but uh, I don't enjoy it. Dude, don't even, if you, if my coach came in, we were AMRAPs right now, he wouldn't be my coach. I can promise you that, dude. I don't do... At first, when I first started in the game, I saw, I did a lot of AMRAPs, man. But then I was like, I found like it just didn't, it didn't really, my body didn't respond well to it. I'm also 40, right. so there's that. But right. like, I just, man, now. But you're black, so being being black and being natty is the same as being white and being on gear. Oh, yeah, that's, that's, that's how you. <laughs> <laughs> so dude, it's not, it's even plain. Dude, though. this is my thing. And again, I don't think the part that like kind of pissed me off. You know, over the last like few months, man, it's when like the whole like, oh, Brandon Allen's a racist, yada yada yada. For me personally, I just always thought that I was like, well, I mean, it's gonna sound so stupid, dude. But where I grew up in Texas, it's just racist. But yeah, but where I'm from, dude, it's like, it's just it's not even. It's just like whatever, you know, like to each his own. It's not necessarily how you feel about you know, about it in general. It's just how how have they treated you? How have they been towards you? How have you? felt around them. Anytime I've ever been around you, anytime I've ever talked to, talked to you, talked about you, had people talk about you, they've always had the greatest things to say about you. Like, yeah, like, I treat everyone. I yeah. treat everyone the way they treat me. Exactly. You treat me right. You know what I mean? I'm it, treat you right. And then people take the problem is, is that is my sense of humor. You know. And yeah. People, you know, they want to make allegations, and then my sense of humor, I make you know jokes. Oh yeah. That some people perceive as being racist and you know maybe it is but it's funny it's not like i mean in a negative yeah way. <laughs> well and i think I, I think nowadays man people are so quick to try to be triggered by something that someone says and they, they want to quick they're quick to jump on something and like rather than it, it's it's different if like all right do you know the guy have you met the guy have you hung up with the guy okay i get it now you can make any accusation that you want because you have personal experience with them but i you know through all that stuff i was noticing like dude there's just strangers that don't know that don't know you, that just want to hop on something, that try to dissect a tattoo or want to dissect, oh, well, he listens to this music, yeah, whatever, whatever. telling me meanings of my tattoos. That I'm like, what the fuck? Are you, you guys are looking way too far. Like, you're trying shit. to find stuff. And here's the thing, dude. At this point in life, there's enough Google. There's enough images. There's enough. There's like seven plus billion people in the world. There's You're going to find something to, to find offense over. Fit your narrative. Yeah, yeah, you can find anything to You can find narrative. anything. Here's the thing. Have you met the guy? How has he treated right. you? There it is. You know what I mean? And, and for me, it's just like, man, like, all my accounts with you have been just straight up awesome 100. Hell, even to the point, like, you know, I'll post something, like, something dope. You'll comment on it. Like, I'm like, dude, this guy doesn't have to. And for me, like I said, I don't really, at this point in my career, I don't necessarily follow anybody, you know, that I don't look up to, somebody that I don't consider, like, you know what, this guy is a powerful person in the, in, you know, in the lifting game. Not only is he's, he's a strong person, but you do a lot for the community. You know what I mean? And it's such a small community. It's like, you know, I I don't know, man. It's just, it's hard for me to explain because I'm like, 
I mean, I get I I get one side like, okay, I get what you guys are trying to do, but I also get that you're not you're trying to dive deep into the 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 shallow end of it rather well, than. Well, the, the problem with it all is that when you ask me, and I should just be in the end of it. My, yeah. my response. Exactly. If I was if I was trying to push a certain narrative, I would have been like, yeah, no, that's that's what's up. And that's yeah, how I am. Yeah, and, you know, but that's not the case. Well, and then here's the thing, dude. People don't understand is like, the harder you try to find, you know, something. Let's say the the harder you try to find out or you try to prove a person, you know, oh, he's a racist. He's a racist. Well, how? Excite your examples. Like whatever, it almost makes you look more as a racist than than the person you're trying to accuse of being this this racist person. I'm like, listen, man, you know. And again, the part that was pissing me off is there was people that I that I respect highly that were just reaching and reaching and reaching. I'm like, man, what are you talking about? Or people that would like DM me, like, well, what do you think about it? I mean, listen, man, if that's how well, the people Judy said is. that people said me and Andy are only friends because they they reference World War Two that. Japan and Germany were together in World War II, so that's why you I'm gotta crazy. be kidding I'm me. Like, I'm like, wait, what? That so? <laughs> like, that's that's just so far, you know. It's just yeah. I mean, but the the thing is, I mean, at some point, it it becomes comical, you know. And it, well, it, I, after the first, well, the first month was brutal. Oh yeah, because I was just like, what the fuck? Where is all this coming from? Right. What have I done? You know, like what? Yeah. And I haven't done anything. It was good was the answer and that's why it was it was brutal but then it came to the point where it was just funny where i was like yeah wow, like, man, these you guys are just gonna keep better, trying yeah. and trying and trying and it seemed like you know i think the cool thing was like i mean you as far as from 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 my perspective you handled it is it, you handled it way better than i would have i could probably i would have been trying man fuck you fuck you fuck you it was tough dude you know i like typed out a bunch of messages that end up just erasing yeah i mean you at least could get it off your brain but then, I mean, I would have just been sending people to the block part, like, you're, the, you're block, you're block, you're block. But then, like, you know, you, like, you kept your mouth shut for the most part. And then, like, but then it was cool to see, you know, a lot of times if you want to judge a man, you judge, judge him by a circle of people. And the circle of people that came to your defense, you know what I mean? Like, well, okay, I see what you're trying to do now. Like, you're, you know, like, you know, people circle the wagons for you. And I thought that was... That was the most commendable part. And so for me, I'm like, dude, even if you can be the most racist individual on this freaking planet at that particular point in time, but judging off the people that came to your defense, judging off of what people were saying about you, judging off of, you know, like how, how eloquent they were in your defense. I'm like, you know what, man? I mean, not this many people is going to come to the, to the aid of just a, just a piece of crap. You know what I'm saying? Like, he's a, at least for my experiences, man, you've always been straight up. You've been a good dude. I mean, and like I said, I mean, for me... You know, I, I, you know, to me, it's like, it's Tahiti's own. You do, you know what I mean? And people, here's the thing. It's a new generation. Yeah. It's a new generation of social justice warriors that yeah. want to stand for something, but they don't know what to stand for. Yeah. I'm so like, they, they fight hate with hate. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, ah, that's probably not how it works. But I mean, but now, I mean, it's cool looking back on it. Cause like, well, you know, shit, that was, that was a, a, a crappy moment. That was a, a crappy moment in powerlifting history. But it's a moment in power, powerlifting history that those that live through it will never forget. You know what I mean? Because, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, again, I talk to my buddy a lot about a lot of stuff. Like, dude, you know, when we look back on this 10, 15, 20 years from now, I'm like, hey, man, dude, remember back in 2018? Yo, do you remember when they came up, came for Brandon Allen? Remember that? That's crazy. And then he's one right. of the best that ever did it. You know what I mean? Right. Like, you know, but, but and, you know, and it's it's cool because I, you know, I'm, I, I, I'll be straight up. I always just liken to myself, had they come for me, dude, it would have been a whole different story. Like, I, I, I'm not mature enough. I can tell you right now, as a man, I am not mature enough. You know, to, I can take maybe, I can take maybe a licking or three. But dude, once it gets past four, four turns to a hundred, a hundred turns to like a thousand, then we're going to have problems. I'm literally staying up to four in the morning, just going, coming for everybody. Thousands yeah, thousands and thousands and thousands. You know, and, and, and and it's easy, people are sheeple sometimes, it's easy to, to hop on the bandwagon to attack a person when you don't know the person, you know what I mean? But I'm like, dude, I get it. You want to say all this stuff to him? That's dope. But can you say I'm this? I'm not hard to find. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I'm like, <laughs> you, if you can say all this stuff to him face to face, then you know what? You get, you get my tip of the hat and I'll hear what you have to say. But most of these people are hoes about it, you know what I mean? So I don't know, well, the man. Same pe- the same people, you know, 
like that talk shit and all that. Those are the same people when you see them at expos. They want they want to take a picture with you. Oh, without a doubt. And for their Snapchat and like you know things like that. And it's just you know like, I, I'm petty as fuck and I remember faces and names. You know? so, like, I'm <laughs> yeah, like, I, man. I remember this motherfucker. But I mean, it's crazy because like now, like I mean, you're bigger, you're bigger and better for it. You know what I'm saying? Like you know you, I mean, you took it, you took it like a G, and then like all right, well, it is what it is, and you kept rolling. And I think like for me again, it's just like. Dude, that's it's easy to be a fan of a person that just just says like, you know what, I'm a man. I'm gonna I'm gonna take what you're gonna throw at me. All right, cool. It's done. You guys. Yeah, I'm not gonna change who I am. I'm not gonna apologize. No, like, are are you guys done now? You done? All right, cool. Right. Now I'm gonna I'm gonna keep moving on with my life. So like, I don't, you know, I, I just think, you know, looking back on it, man, I, I you know, like I said, it was it was it's crappy for you, but great for the sport in that people like you know, people want to like. They they exalt a lot like because I do it man like I I with you big guys I I literally see you guys as like you're like gods amongst men I'm like dude the stuff that you guys do what you're able to do and then like walk away from it talk about it crack you know you know crack jokes about it and then get right back out there and do it again it's like it's the stuff of like of demigods like you can't no regular man is meant to do this stuff you know what I'm saying it's you yeah you know it's what I mean a weird era it's a weird time yeah and so then you know. To, to see you guys just like to be like almost humanized like oh wow he's a human being you know what I mean like this guy is getting attacked by these people that that sucks you know what I mean and you know it's just like well you can you can take it on the chin and 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 keep rolling with it what you did or you can like stop and try to acknowledge all the negativity and it just it just detracts away from you know your spirit which you didn't do so I mean I'm dude, like like I said, dude. I'm proud to know you. I think I think it's dope that you like. Ah, it is what it is. I'm gonna keep rolling. Um, I, I appreciate it, brother. Nah, I mean, you know, it's so. I just I don't know. Like I like I said, I told my girl. She's like, are you gonna talk to him about? It? I was like, I don't really know. I mean, <laughs> I mean, if, always, anyone could always talk to me about anything. Like I always, yeah, said, you gotta I always like, talk to anyone. Yeah, if it's you're an open. Close minded and dumb about it, then there's no point. Yeah, dude. So here's my thing, because this is this is always like. My like my favorite part. I love asking people. Like, so when was it for you? When was it that you like you realized like, dude, I'm stronger than the average person. Like, when when was that moment that it hit you? Well, I've kind of always been really strong. Yeah, like, you know, like I uh, I was in as fast as my uh, my brother and my cu- I have an older brother and an mm-hmm. older cousin that were all within 18 months of each other. So mm-hmm. we did everything together, and I was like the youngest and. I was, they're always a little quicker, a little more athletic. Yeah. I was always stronger than them. And then when I just started getting bigger, and then when I was 12 years old, my uncle's a pro bodybuilder. Right. And I would see him. And I was like, man, I want to get, you know, buff. Because I was always a little smaller than yeah. everyone else, you know. And then, so when I was 12 years old, I got a weight set in my garage. And I just, it's, I mean, honestly, I've never missed training since, you know, like ever. Like that's that's the biggest thing that people don't understand is it's consistency. I don't even fuck what program I was doing the dumbest shit. Like I would bench like six days a week. Like, you know what I mean? There was yeah. dumb times in my training, but I've been training consistently since I was twelve. So yes. that's how you get to the work. Now I'm thirty. Yeah. That's how you get to the strength that I'm at. Like it didn't happen on accident. Yeah. So you know, but I but I was obviously I did naturally have a higher ceiling than other yeah. people because everyone does have a ceiling. Oh yeah, you know. And but uh, I would say I was always a little stronger to where my ceiling was going to be a little higher. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, you can you can push the ceiling a little bit, but at the end of the day, like it just is what it is. Um, though the the crazy thing that that I've I've, I've noticed is kind of just in the last like couple of years is you know, um, you've done a lot more concentration on technique. You know, than than yeah. ever before, and I've noticed the numbers. You know, and that's one thing. I think the more mature you become as a lifter, you start realizing, like, I mean, I'm always going to be strong, but my technique is the thing that's holding me back. Um, I've noticed with you, like, you really started diving into like to the technical aspects of your lifting, and as a result, dude, those numbers started really like I mean, because they were steadily climbing, but they weren't jumping in chunks. Like they have been like well, my deadlift. My deadlift was stagnant for yeah. years, and it's because I didn't know how to deadlift. I would just yeah. go up there and grip and rip as hard as I can. Yeah. And in one year I went from my max deadlift being eight oh four to pulling eight eighty seven, successfully locking it out, which is dropping it on the way down in less than one year. And you know, the biggest contributing factor to that was my improvement in technique. Yeah. So basically the way we did that, because with someone as large and as strong as myself, mm-hmm. recovery is very hard to manage. Yep. So we needed to increase the frequency so we had to lower the intensity 
do quite a bit of volume, but still on the lower intensity side of things mm -hmm. and practice technique and practice perfect technique because before just to get reps in and shit, I would go touch and go and shit like that on yeah. sets. And, you know, we, me and my coach, Chad Wesley Smith, were like, all right, you know what? No more touch and goes at all, ever. Not even in off season. Always reset your deadlift. And, and Dude, just, those resets. That's where it came. Those are game yeah, changers. I, yeah, I ended up, you know, I pulled like 640 for eight um, on a reset, you know, one time. And that was when I was like, wow, I'm really starting to figure this out. Yeah. And that's when, that, that prep was when I uh, pulled the, uh, 887 Jesus, man. just uh no whites that's a <laughs> that's a dream dude i'm still i'm still chasing that eight golly well i was i'm pretty confident i was you know at this meet kern coming up that i was going to be the first to do the thousand the 900 um everything's been kind of on point uh you know i was going to plan a, a thousand and three second attempt squat and then judge the speed off it if yeah it, if it moves stupid fast then go up to, you know, that 1,036-plus range. Or um, if it looked like it took kind of a lot of energy, maybe stop. Yeah. Save my juice for, save the, the, juice uh, for the pull, deadlift. yeah. Right. But, um, I mean, uh, the way my training has been going, uh, you know, it would have been, you know, uh, you know, 865 second attempt deadlift and then gone right to 903 for the third. And um, I, it just sucks, man, because I feel so confident that it was going to be there and, and everything else, my bench is finally starting to click. Yeah, that bench is clicking, dude. I've been watching. Yeah, that. you know, it's like I'm thinking. You know, I was thinking well over a 2,500 pound total. But again, Shit. this is everything. The stars aligned, and everything goes. Yeah, perfect. you go eight for nine, nine for nine. Well, seven, what about eight. possibly maybe tribute? Would that? Would you have enough time, man? Well, the thing is, maybe not to push like 2,500, but I mean, possibly like maybe a, like 2,300, 23, so I was gonna do tribute after Kern, regardless. Yeah, because. Um, I, I didn't plan on wanting to go to Australia again at the end yeah. of the year. I was going to say that for next year. Right. Uh, but, uh, with just trying to be smart about my knee. Yeah. I'm not going to, I'm not going to rush it. Right. So going, doing tribute would, uh, would kind of be asking, you know, it's, you're kind of, well, that is kind of close. That is kind of close. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. With the weight that we're moving at my level and it's, it wouldn't be smart, you know, to yeah. put because I'm not going to do a meet unless I'm squatting over, you know, a grand, over a thousand. So uh, to to think that I could come back to a thousand that quickly would probably be a little unrealistic. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. Not, not not worth the risk. No, know? I mean, because you would have to go and like probably take like a token eight fifty. You know what I mean? And you want you wouldn't want to do that. No, that's that's not on the menu. I don't. I don't <laughs> that's not that my, that's not my steez. I'm like, if I can't no. go by hundred percent, not doing it. Well, that's what's up, dude. If I can't give like eighty percent, I'm not doing it. Yeah, there's no, there's no way I'd give eighty percent by then. So here's here's the thing, man, and I, I'll 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 get out of your hair, man, because this is something I, I I've been talking to a lot of people about, and I I would like to get your opinion on it. I mean, mm -hmm. here lately, there's been a lot of, not necessarily a lot of new guys coming in, but I mean, yeah, I'll say there's there's a lot of new faces, you know, that Absolutely. that be coming in lifting, and you, they're coming in with crazy numbers. Um. But the pattern I've started noticing with a lot of these guys and, and, and girls is it's not necessarily a smart way of training, but rather just people just going balls to the wall and people training for the gram, so to speak. Um, what's what's kind of what's your opinion on that? I mean, because maybe some of it's just, you know, being young and dumb. Maybe some of it's just, you know, I'm just trying to go with the wave. Like, what's your opinion on all that? Well, I think I've been in the sport long enough to realize there's waves. Mm -hmm. There's waves of guys all the time. And um, it's really easy to get really strong really quick. And mm -hmm. then you hit a wall, and then that's where usually those waves stop. Yeah. They, you know, for whatever reason, they just – they don't compete anymore. The Instagram slow down. Mm -hmm. um, it's not fun anymore. You know, you're not putting 30 to 40 kilo PRs on every total. You know what I mean? So it, it becomes not fun anymore yeah. for them. And they, and they usually leave. And the sport has a, has a – you know, the iron has a great way of – weeding out the weak and the mentally weak because um, oh, like it that. gives you because you hit that wall yeah and the, the ones that are great are the ones that'll stick around and try to get five to ten kilo on their on total each year yeah you know the ones that are flashes will do just that they'll hit a big total or something and you'll never hear about them again and then within a year or two what was considered a big total back then isn't even a big nah, total man. anymore and you forget about them and there, oh, yeah. there are no ones there's so many people i've seen do that in the sport so yeah man um 
the OGs are the ones that stick around, that recover from injuries. They compete once or twice a year. Mm -hmm. They look to put on that 10 to 15 pounds on their total each year, or 10 to 15 kilo, rather. And um, those, those are the ones that will be remembered. And, oh, yeah. uh, I like to think that I'm going to be one of those ones. Um, and that this is just another little injury that uh, I'll recover from and I'll come back. But again, you got to be smart. You got to think longer. Because uh, if you sprint, which I've done. Mm -hmm. Both have hurt. Oh, yeah. Yep. Snap so City, snap, got, snap City will visit you. Yeah, I've gotten hurt and, uh, you know, in more ways than one, which is, you know, not just uh, with, you know, physical pain, but, you know, uh, um, on the, just my, my pain uh, or my health, you know, was yeah. in jeopardy. So I've learned a couple hard lessons and I've learned better ways of doing it. And unfortunately for a lot of the young guys, the only way they're going to learn is through a hard lesson. Yeah. Because if, if they're anything like I was, I don't give a fuck what you have to say. No, nah, learn the hard way. It out. I'm going to figure it out myself. And I believe that's probably going to be the mentality for a lot of kids. Like I said, the iron has a way of uh, weeding those guys out. Oh, yeah, out. for sure. So what's time been... Will get, time will get rid of them. Oh, yeah, dude. So I, I, I got a couple more questions, man, and I'll get out of here, man. So, but, you mm -hmm. know, looking back from where I... Not necessarily where you started, but, you know, I mean, I think everyone has that point where, like, you know what, I'm, I'm, I'm better than... I'm better than a lot of these guys. Like, you know, like when you realize, like, you know what, I'm elite. You know what I mean? And, and I, in my opinion, I mean, I mean, obviously you have, like, the elite number qualification. But then also for me, I, I've i noticed that, I mean, there's people with that, that elite number. But then there's that small, small percentage, that literally that 1% of the 1% that's just, it's and it's always kind of like the OGs. It's like the same five to eight guys that are just better than everyone else. Are it's, you suggesting I'm part of that group? Dude, yes. Like I, well, I appreciate it. I, I don't, think I don't feel that way. I, Brandon, I think you. I think honestly, I think when you came back healthier, like that puts you that like you came back like healthier, and so your strength was it wasn't it was real. Like you stacked on like you you stacked on solid pounds, quality pounds, and your number spoke to it. Your technique got day and night better. Again, remember you forget. Like I'm, I'm, I'm a fanboy, so like I watch everything, and like that was one of the things that that I noticed. Like it, like everything looked different. Like the, like the your squat technique looked different. Um, like the bench, like you looked more confident when you were benching. You know what I mean? Like I mean, because even when like the couple times that I trained, it felt like I mean you were throwing the weight up, but it it didn't look like it look it looks like now. Like you look like confident with the bench, you know, and and deadlift like you just. I think I, I know I commented I I, just, I, I went like a spree like commenting like I think like four four or five deadlift like sessions in a row like oh my god what the hell holy shit what's that what like you were just going boom 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 it was just yeah. bangers after bangers after bangers and it was solid weight but it was being moved so nicely and like that puts you in that puts you in like in that rarefied air that puts you in that classification that not a lot of people like you're in a classification like you Lily Bridge. Ray, there's like you guys are in a classification that honestly it's not it's not very touchable. There's like there's no joke. There's eight. There's like eight of you guys to be completely honest. I'm I, counting. I'm aware of, I, I probably agree with you on all those guys, other than myself. And the reason why I say that is because I have yet to hold an all-time world record. I've been close mm -hmm. several times. And yeah. I mean, numbers I'm hitting now would have been all-time world records two, three years ago. Oh yeah. But but the sport has grown so much. Yeah. That, it's gone up further. So um, until I do that, I won't be satisfied. Yeah, and, and you're again, not. But that's the, that's, the, that's how we are, though. And then probably when that happens, there'll be another extenuating circumstance that I'll have. You know, like now I need to do it in another weight class, or you know what I mean. Like I just that's just oh how yeah, we are. yeah. I mean, it's us. never going to be enough. But that's what I'm saying. Like when it's all said and done, and this is just my opinion. When it's all said and done, and you know, I'm you know in my sixties. You know, sitting talking to my kids and talking about like in my day we had these guys, blah blah blah. It'll be you, it'll be Ray. I'll talk about Lily Bridge. I'll talk about you know Andre. I'll talk about you know how I. You know what? I, to be honest, like I mean, dude, there's you know there's there's only like a couple. More. I'll I'll talk about JP. You know what I mean? I think I think the day's gonna come when JP get. You know he's gonna figure out the fat fingers. He's gonna figure out that grip. I mean in. When that happens, I think that's gonna put him. It's gonna put him in that upper echelon. He's um, got to pull over eight hundred. Yeah, and if he Once can he pulls over eight hundred, he'll be up there. It, yeah, it, it, it's it'll be he'll be one of like the few because I mean there's 
There's just a few giants that, that, that are walking earth right now that have the ability to move that kind of weight. I mean, and, and of course, I mean, I'll mention Blaine. Um, like there's, there's not a lot of you guys out there, you know, um, Jezza, Jezza will be another one of those. Kelly Branton will be another one of those. There's, there's, there's very, very, oh, Kelly's a great guy, dude. He's, he's dude. He's one of the best. And, um, but there's so few of you guys and it's been the same guys year after year after year after year. And it might change that one, two, three spot will change, but it's always the same guys. And while in the, like you said, like there's ways of people that come in like, Oh shit, that kid's going to be huge. That kid's going to be great. But that same pack of guys, just, you guys just keep raising the game, raising the game, moving those chains. It's a consistency. Uh, it, it really is. You know, it's definitely, it's definitely a marathon and not a sprint. Um, but you know, when I look back on it, and again, I won't honestly. I won't care what the numbers are because, like I said, those numbers, like you said, you're gonna is a record, and the record's gonna get broken. It's gonna be set and gonna get rebroken. You know, I'm gonna look at the impact that you guys made on the powerlifting world. I mean, we are in the second golden age of powerlifting, and you can literally, you can, you know, when people, when you talk about lifting, and you know, you say Brandon Allen, like, oh, I know exactly what you're talking about. You talk about Ray Williams, oh, I'm, I know what you're talking about. Or you can say, oh. Brandon, oh, big Brandon, yeah, big Brandon, yeah, I know it, you. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah, that, that Nazi bastard. Like, oh, you talking about the, the Nazi guy? Like, yeah, dude, that some bitch is strong. Because that's the, you know what I'm saying? Like, and that's the thing. I, that's the thing that that maybe I mean I'm sure you understand, but if you don't, I'm trying to get you to understand that when you're so talented and you've done so much for the sport, it doesn't matter what that opinion of you was at one point in time. Like your talent and your your ability and what you've done for the sport transcends all of that. I mean, and I think when I look back, I know for me personally, when I look back, because like I, I think I'm gonna be that that historian of of all super heavies. Um, <laughs> I'm gonna look back and I'm like those are the memories that I'm gonna carry the most. Cause like those are the ones like I'm glued to my screen on the final day of every every lifting competition because I want to see what the big guys do. Cause in my heart, I always felt like I was a big boy. I just never grew into what. I wanted to be. I always wanted to be the. I always wanted to be the guy that could, you know, could squat it's over. Overrated. It's overrated, bro. It, Life at three fifty sucks. It is until like, but I'm telling you, man, because I do it when I do when when you walk down the street or when you walk in, I'm like, oh my god, like that's just. Or when you try to, or when you try to take a shit on an airplane and you get fucking stuck in the bathroom. Well, that's, that's yeah. the other thing that you don't think about. Or when you <laughs> sleep apnea, and so you got to fucking sleep in a recliner, you know, with a fucking mask on your face. Hey, yeah, you yeah, know. That's, that's real it's a shit, small. Bro. It's a small price to pay. It ain't small. <laughs> <laughs> You're not small, but I'm just saying, like, it's... You know when you can't see your penis because your belly bloat is so <laughs> Of course you don't know you're black. You have no idea what I'm talking about. Yeah, I just... I just think, man, at the end of the day, I just think at the end of the day, man, like what you guys have been able to do for the sport, because this sport has grown. It's grown so much just just in five years. But I don't think, I think, you know, people, I mean, it's not the sexy, you know, it's not the sexy 90, 90 kg guys and below. Like nobody cares about us. They yeah, care like about 90 kg girls. You know what I mean? Yeah. Oh, they like the girls, but dude, they, they don't. They didn't want 80. They ain't a real 80. Yeah. This is very true. <laughs> like, if I'm gonna be in a fight, she better be able to throw throw one. Hey, you better throw right cross. Like, you gotta have the. You better be leaning lean this spot. I want to see somebody's teeth on the ground. But yeah, like <laughs> I um. Uh, but that's the thing that I've noticed. Like when you know people want to see that big weight moved, and I mean, you guys, you do it and you do it and you do it and you do it. I think I I wrote a I wrote an article, man, and and honestly, I I'll be honest, I was I was too much of a chicken to publish it, man, because I was just. I was on my high horse, I was on my big soapbox, and I was just like, listen, we're asking these big guys to go and squat all this weight and bench all this weight and deadlift all this weight and give us these huge totals. And instead of just enjoying like what they've done, we're like, all right, what are you going to do next? What's next? Oh, Ray, yeah. you just squat 1,000. That's awesome. Okay, Brandon, I'm going to use you to squat 1,005. Okay, awesome. That was cool. Okay, so who's, gonna, who's next to squat 1,000? You know? And, right. But it was the, the crazy thing that, that for me what happened was as soon as one person squatted a thousand, a couple weeks later, another person squats it. I'm well, like, that's dude, the, that's the that's what the internet has done. That's what Instagram yeah, has man. Done, that it shows people what's possible. Yeah, and then so and a lot of us are crazy, and we're like, wait, if there's someone doing it, then I can fucking do it. Oh, hey. you know, 
Mr. Matt Vincent, uh, give us a little quick little cameo. <laughs> yeah, man, I, I think that's been the that's been the crazy thing in terms of just how how impactful the internet's been in terms of just just anything's possible. So you see one guy do it like, oh well, if he can do it, I could definitely do it. And I don't I think that's the part that people forget. I think they forget the competitive nature that most people have. But especially the like big guys have, you guys have it's because it's, I honestly feel like it's it's like a natural fraternity that you're born in because no one else knows what it's like to be 350 plus pounds, you know what I mean, and to be able to move this crazy amount of weight. So it's like, dude, we're all we got. Wait, you just squatted a thousand? No, fuck that. I can do that too. Like you know, and it's, well, it's and also it also it shares knowledge. Like yeah, before if you wanted to learn how to do things or if you wanted to see video or things like that, like you had to go to Westside or you had mm-hmm. to. Um, you had to go to that one gym in California. Yeah. Uh, what's it called? Super training. So, yeah, you had to go, yeah. And then, um, but now, you know, there's a powerlifting gym. There's Almost fucking every, 20 to 30 of them in every yeah. city. Yeah, man. <laughs> and it's just like, they decide, like, which one's the best place to go. I mean, and it's like, every every other gym has a celebrity. You know what I mean? Like, like it's it's weird, because, like, for me now, you know, it's just like, all right, if you go to Vegas, well, then it's a, it's a no-brainer. Like, we're going to Brandon's gym. Wait, what gym is that? It's Brandon's gym. The Filthy Power Gym. It's Brandon's gym. You know what I mean? Like, oh, Filthy Power. Yeah, that's Brandon's gym. You know what I mean? Like, it's it's crazy. Like, you know, looking like looking back on like just all the places that you go and you train. It's like, nah. If you're gonna go, don't go to that spot. I mean, it's okay, but there's another place to go. Like, ah, you gotta. It's a little bit further north. It's Brandon. You know, Brandon Allen. Yeah, yeah. You follow him. Cool. You need to go to that gym. Like, it's just like, you know. Again, once you 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 kind of get to that point where like, you know what, dude. A badass trains at that gym. That's where you want to go because that's where the energy's at. You know what I mean? Like you can't just go into the place. Plus, you see the guy that does my handoffs. You see Foster Parnell too. True. Oh yeah, I guess Foster's there too. I guess. <laughs> I guess we can. Well, we can talk about Foster too. He's another freaking goat. And his, goat and his training. calves. <laughs> Foster calves. Yep. He's, he's, like baby calves. Does, he's like baby calves that he can pull a freaking coffin out of the ground. It's impressive on how they don't break. <laughs> all right man well i'm gonna get out of here this is my last question and i'll let you out of here man what's been as far as your lifting career what's been the biggest i'm trying to word this where it makes sense what's been the biggest thing that's really helped you you know i just not necessarily be successful because i mean you, you've been a successful lifter for quite some time now but what's been like what's been your x factor like not necessarily like the secret but what's been like the that one thing that you've had, you know, that constant in your life that's just made it, like, that's just giving you that that edge. Does that make sense? 100%. Yeah, 100% it's been my wife. Oh, without um, a doubt. Yeah, I couldn't do any of this without her and, you know, not just, you know, her willingness to let me do things, but helping me do yeah. it and being a part of it and uh, making my career just as much as her career, you know, and... uh you can't do it without someone like that. You know, yeah. The meals, the, the loading plates, the, oh. of it, the, the emotional support, the confidence boosting. You know, you need someone to rely on. And I've been fortunate that it's been my wife. And then all, obviously the other answer is really good fucking steroids. <laughs> like, <laughs> this guy, dude. Man, I... Brandon, I cannot thank you enough for this, man. Like honestly, this has been—I—I was—I've been nervous to ask you for this freaking podcast for swear. I swear, like a year and a half. I've been wanting oh, to man, get you, you on for you a year. Asked me a long time ago. Like people, people might have cared a little more. No, oh. <laughs> no, nah, this is just right now. I'm just gonna bring it back up. Like, dude, guess what? You know what I mean? Like, I got the Nazi to come on my podcast. Like, you want—you want to see the strongest Nazi in the USPA? I got him. We just we talk race the whole time. I'm gonna get like freaking like up eight eight thousand new subs after this. But yeah, man, I, I definitely I, I said I appreciate you more more than I can express, man, and what you've been able to do for this different community, man, and how you keep pushing the envelope and how you like how you continue to be you unapologetically, man. It's dude, it's inspiring for real. It really is, man. And I don't think I don't think people. I think you're, you're, you know, I mean, obviously I appreciate what you're doing now, but I think people won't necessarily appreciate what you've been able to do for this lift community till you're, till you're done lifting. And then they're going to realize like, you know, like, I feel like you're in a lot of ways, kind of like the Allen Iverson of, of powerlifting. Like, I don't think people realize the impact that you're making 
presently, but then when you're done lifting and you, you know, you hung up, you know, your all-time world records, the multiple multiple ones you're gonna end up getting, I think they'll realize like, dude, this this dude did a lot for this, you know, for this community. Um, so I appreciate you, man. I appreciate you saying that. Yeah, man. So you keep doing you, man. And I mean, I'm actually I'm gonna be in Vegas in a oh, shit, I'm gonna be in Vegas like a month from now. So I'll try to link yeah. up with you, man. All right, man. I appreciate yeah, you. All right, man. You have a good one. Then. Thanks again, man. Have a good one, buddy. Later. Well, what did I tell you? Dope, right? Um, so clearly, uh, if you want to be a part of this journey, you want to hear more uh, podcasts like this, man. Feel free to shoot me a message. Let me know. Like, comment, subscribe, of course. Um, if you want any type of coaching, you know what? You can go to the lsmcclain.com website. I got you. Uh, if you want to get some flight gear, <laughs> same thing, lsmcclain.com. I got you. If you want to know what's going on, just popping off in my life and all that good stuff, you know what I mean? We got a little, you know what I'm saying, a little newsletter, lsmcclain.com. I got you. Uh, but more than anything, man, I just, I'm really appreciative of you guys just sticking around and, and being a part of the journey, man. Hopefully, we'll just keep giving you guys some some dope content. We've got a lot of cool stuff coming up, man. So, uh, you know what? Just stick, stick with us, man. Keep riding with us. Uh, that being said, I hope you guys enjoyed it. Have a good time. Later.